And we're live. It's episode 23 of the Everybody Man Live podcast. My name is Sid Lover. Welcome to our show. What's happening? I'm Kenya Kaveen. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you're doing good. Sid, what's popping, bro? Up in much Maybe I need to back up from the screen a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm way because too close. It looks like you're bleeding into the background, literally. I know. I got the shirt that matched the uh, stripes. and <laughs> But it's October. So it is... Um, Actually, you October is, is uh, Breast Cancer Awareness yeah. Month. Um, so we are pink for this whole month uh, to show our uh, support of uh, learning how to what? But you didn't even give me the memo. So this was clearly, this was done with intent and purpose. Because what, that's, that? what do you mean intent and purpose? Like I'm trying to look like the good guy and you trying to look like the guy that don't care about nobody but they self and we're blue? No, I'm just saying. I mean, like you should have told me like, Kabeem, we're going to be wearing pink today or something, you know? But right yeah. before the show, I found my pink shirt, which kind of mm. looks like the graphic anyway. So it looks like like this whole show is mine. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> we need to get to the background. But no, that's real good, though. It's definitely um, about breast cancer awareness, and, and I'm glad that we're definitely bringing awareness to it. Yep, yep, we got to. Uh, because uh, one of the things, um, and uh, uh, throughout the month, uh, uh, on our little banner head on the bottom, we'll share a little bit of information about breast cancer and uh, that sort of thing. So people can learn about it, because uh, I didn't even know that, even though the breast cancer rates are pretty similar between Black uh, women and white women, uh, yeah. Black women are four times more likely to die from it. Um, wow. so, so white women seem to recover a little bit better than black women. So that's one of those other things that we have to address. Health disparities uh, kind of uh, help to permeate those disparities between uh, those sort of things. So all month long, we're helping to uh, bring some awareness of breast cancer awareness um, right. and breast cancer, ways to fight it and ways to get some early detection and all that good stuff. So, yeah, that's what we're trying to do. Nice, nice. Love to hear that. Well, we got a really great show lined up for everybody today. Says so many hot topics to talk about. Uh, of course, we're going to be talking about the debate. We have some great entertainment news. We have an update on what's going on with the Breonna Taylor case. I mean, it's a whole lot of stuff. So you all keep it locked to the Everybody Mad Live podcast. You could comment under this link right here. Actually, you could jump on live with us. Yeah. Let us know. What and it might doing. be cool, too, uh, because I, I know one of the stories that we'll get into is uh, what's the breaking story. I've, that's uh, I'm not even prepared like I need to be for the show because yeah. uh, I've been trying to follow some of the news uh, because it's uh, disconcerting. Uh, as it happened last night was when it broke. Uh, I was going to bed. I think midnight it started to break that uh, the president had tested positive for COVID. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's where I started. I went to sleep, prayed a little bit for him. Actually, like I did pray because I, I don't I don't want him to die or 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 get hurt. Not at all. Though he's a jerk and he don't care about other people. We can't be like that. So no. I still prayed for him and prayed for his health and that sort of thing. But looks yeah. like the story is developing because right now they have the um, well, what I heard this morning was uh, something di different. But yep, yeah, I don't want to tell the whole story, but yeah, it's developing right now. It looks like the helicopter is at the White House, so maybe the helicopter is about to take him somewhere. So, mm, okay, maybe take him outside the country. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, well, I'll share my thoughts uh, once we get around to it. <laughs> and I'm sure you got an opinion on it. So, uh, everybody, let's go ahead and jump off the show. I know we got some guests coming on, too, so definitely keep it locked to the Everybody Mad podcast. Well, this week, the presidential debate went down, and it was anything but presidential. As you all know, everybody's talking about it. Trump would not let Joe Biden speak at all, cutting him off frequently. It was a mess. CNN actually called it a shit show, and they actually said shit show 
live on CNN. I was shocked. I was so shocked when they said that. But it's true. It was pretty much a shit show. And when the moderator asked Trump, would he denounce white supremacy groups like the Proud Boys? He had the opportunity to bring the country together. It could have been a kumbaya. But instead, he said this. We criticized the, the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left wing right. extremist groups. But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups yeah. and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland? Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? Well, I, go would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing. Not from the right. So way. what are you? What are you? Look, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say it. Do it. Say it. You want to call them? What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and right like me to condemn? White supremacists and right proud boys. boys. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left because this is not a right his wing own, problem. This is, this is a left wing. This is a left wing. White supremacist. Antifa is an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it. Not malicious. That's what okay. his an FBI, idea. his okay. FBI director Gentlemen, said. Stand back and stand by. That's <laughs> what he said. Now, Trump denies knowing anything about the Proud Boys. Now, the Proud Boys are an extreme far-right neo-fascist all-male white organization. Pretty much, Trump gave them the green light. Trump was like, yo, if things don't go my way, if things don't go the way that I want them to go, I give you permission to turn up and do whatever you need to do. That's how I took that right there, and I think everybody else took it too. Yeah, I noticed that a lot of people said they were coming down on the moderator. I felt like the moderator did a real good job. He actually kept Trump in check uh, throughout this whole thing, but what was really interesting was that Al Sharpton actually um, had something to say about Trump's comments about uh, this right here, and I know we have a clip from that. I'm very concerned when you have the President of the United States in a debate, the first debate of his reelection, stand up in front of tens of millions of people and first refuse to denounce white supremacy, refuse to denounce a hate group. He says, who are you talking about? When it is identified by a Fox News anchor man. Now, this is not a liberal saying Proud Boys. And he says, stand back, stand by. And then in the same debate, when he's asked, would he tell his supporters to not go to the streets and and do anything if, in fact, the election was uh, not decided the night of uh, the election day? You can't look at that any way, shape, or form other than he is refusing to tell people don't go to the street, and he's telling a known supremacist militia group be on standby. I mean, there's no reason to try and mince words here because he didn't. You have never in the history of this country, and we've had some very bad presidents. Mm. I don't know any president, even in pre-Lincoln times where slavery was the law, that would stand up and embrace that I will not tell people don't rebel against an election, and I will openly embrace people that have said that they represent some kind of violence and it's based on race. That has not happened in the history of the country. Yeah, it hasn't. <laughs> Ever. It really hasn't. 
I thought that, you know, when, when I saw it, I was like, oh, wow. Well, you know, he didn't even want to like lie his way through that because he actually had the opportunity to lie. He could have made up something, but he actually like spoke his truth. Yeah. And I think that we all need to look at it for what it is. He's not for the people. He definitely doesn't care about us as African-Americans at all. And um, he just showed he, he pretty much showed his true colors. Yeah. To me, if someone if, <laughs> if you're not racist and they ask you, Mr. Trump, can you denounce these group of people? Like, why are you saying things like, oh, I don't know who they are. Well, why don't you know who they are? You're the president of the United States. Right. You got all this intelligence. Intelligence yeah. doesn't mean that you got to be smart. It means that there's a whole branch of the government that, that all they do, do is work to figure out stuff and figure yeah. out secrets and all that stuff. So if you don't know the answer of who the Proud Boys are, ask your people because the FBI already said the uh, Proud Boys is one of the white militia groups. White supremacists is the biggest threat to American democracy right now, bigger than anything that we think about Muslims, anything about anything else. White supremacy is the biggest threat to this country having the issues that we have. So we mm -hmm. said that he just didn't want to say it. And he just knows that that's his voters because otherwise mm -hmm. they wouldn't have mounted up. You saw them mount up as soon as he said that on that debate by midnight, they had T-shirts ready. Yeah. By, uh, by the next day, they was already passing out stickers and putting yeah. their bumper stickers on stuff. They was ready. They got yeah. to work that night. They said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're going to stand ready. by. Yes, yes. sir. We're going to stand back, but we're going to stand by because when you say stand by, that means I got some further instructions for you, don't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, I never went into the military. I, I never operated in anybody's force. But when you say stand by, that means that like, oh, you cool where you are right now. And I got some further things I'm, I'm about to tell you in a minute. Mm -hmm. Stand mm -hmm. by. Don't do nothing right now, but right. stand by because I'm going to need you. And, yeah. and like, we're going to talk about a little bit in the show what he's about to talk about, how he needs them, because he is using every instrument and every tool at his advantage to try and cheat to win this election. So, yeah, he knew that, but he knew mm -hmm. that because these Proud Boys, that's a part of his coalition. That's a part of his voters that's going to try and help him steal this election. I agree. And it, it was really sad, like even after I watched the whole debate, because at some there was a point in the debate, I was just going to say, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and just cut this TV off. But I really want to see what was going to what Trump yeah. was going to say, what he was going to do. But it was so depressing. Yeah, well, you know, I, I was I was so depressed, like I, I was in a good mood going into it. But afterwards, I was like, wow, this is really sad. The leader of the free world. Yeah. who is the president of our country, is speaking and acting like this. Not yeah. surprised, but it's just like, wow, like it's really come to this. And then I just don't understand why, after all these years, no one has made him accountable for his actions right. at all. Because had had um, Obama done or any anything, anything that yeah. Trump would have done, he would have been impeached a yeah. long time ago. A long time ago, but it's, just, but it's his white privilege that has gotten him them his this has gotten him this far. Um, he's mediocre. He's not intelligent at all, and he's just he's not competent and capable enough to run the country. I say that all the time. It's he's true. not, as you can see by the fact that, like, and and like God. All right, so I'm not laughing at him having it, but I'm laughing at the irony of the whole situation. So all since coronavirus has been discovered, January, February, March, you, you've been calling it everything. You've been calling it a hoax. You've been calling it, uh, oh, um, oh yeah, we'll be getting back to normal. I'm looking forward to seeing all Americans back to church. 
back yeah. to church by Easter. He said, oh, yeah, the springtime's coming. Once the spring and the summer coming, the weather warms up. Oh, yeah, it'll be gone. Oh, yeah, like you can get, uh, oh, oh, they say if you shine some light on it. They say if you uh, use some of that uh, hydrochloric, they say if you use some bleach. So, like, the yeah. whole time you've been saying everything about it. Oh, yeah, it's not whole. Oh, it's not that bad in uh, people. It's not as bad as what we think it is. It's the common flu. It'll be gone. Fast forward, we in September. The worst thing to do if you somebody that's saying that something ain't real <laughs> is to catch it. <laughs> you done went and caught this thing that you done yeah. told it was a hoax. Yeah. Crazy. And what was funny, I don't have it on Fox, but I watch Fox too. Like I watch Fox News. I do. Um, too. I, I watch it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to have a well-rounded well perspective of mm-hmm. what everybody's talking about. Yeah. Uh, so I was watching Fox News earlier. Like they went through the whole story, but Fox News also, uh, Joe Biden went on and they aired the entire Joe Biden uh, speech. I was actually surprised that they aired the whole thing with Joe Biden. So it's like the worst thing for you to do is get it. Because now, mm-hmm. like that shows that you not only can't protect yourself, your wife got it, you can't protect her, your staff got it, you can't protect them. How in the hell are we supposed to expect you to end it, fix coronavirus, and protect everybody else? Right, bad dog. Yeah, he's he's not he's definitely not capable of doing it at all. That's why it's very important again to make sure that you go vote. A lot of people believe that this is fake. They believe that this is. Uh, him staging something so that he can go through uh, an actual uh, big, big uh, triumphant. Oh yeah, I got it. I beat it. Now let's uh, let me win the presidency. So, so some people are saying that he's using it like a reality yeah. stunt story, and, and to and to garner more votes too. Uh, and I was actually thinking about that when I went to lunch today, thinking because I I did hear that too. And what do I think? I think that anything's possible because he is a cheater. Clearly, he's willing to do any and everything, any and everything to win this election. And if he doesn't win the election, he's still going to show out. He's still going to say, oh, people were cheating. They did these absentee ballots aren't are fraudulent. You know, he's going to he's going to come up with something. So it doesn't matter what happens on November 3rd. He's not going to be happy. You know what I'm saying? Unless he wins. Oh, yeah. Well. Well, he's not going to be happy. And I think that's why a lot of people are prepping us for that, for, for, for the fact that yeah, this ain't going to be a normal election day. Uh, mm-hmm. I know we're 32 days away from November the 3rd, uh, but don't expect we may not have a president announced at the end of that day. We may be having to wait. But also, we know that in a lot of states, uh, states where he know he needs, but he know he's about to lose, like Pennsylvania, he already mm-hmm. has lawsuits pending in Pennsylvania uh, doing things to limit people's ability to have drop boxes. We got a story about Georgia. We'll talk about drop boxes. Yeah, we we so, have some, yeah, stuff coming so, up. Yeah, so he's steady trying to do stuff to do that. So I think a lot of people do think that he is trying to utilize this as an opportunity to, uh, as another point, to get some points, trying to use all his, like everything. Let, let me just get everything and throw it, everything in the kitchen sink. I'm going to throw at it. Something's going to work. Hopefully yeah. something's going to work. He's doing any and everything that he can. And I don't know if you saw the uh, right now they're saying the country feels like Biden is going to be is, is is pretty much in the front running to become the president just off of all the polls that all of the news stations and stuff are doing right now. So he pretty much knows that he's not going to win. I mean, like if, if hopefully everything is fair and square, he's got to vote. Yeah, people just got to vote. But he's clearly not in the front running. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Not yeah. like he was when the whole, not like he was back when uh, Hillary was running, you know? Right. right. So that's why you see all the shenanigans. That's why you, and, and we'll cover it throughout the, throughout the rest of the show. Uh, that's why you see that. You wouldn't see that if he was in a good position. You wouldn't see him going through the links that are happening right now. So mm -hmm. uh, as we continue through the show, we'll show you all that cheating <laughs> that well, he's still trying to do. Yeah. Well, do you think that this is all like uh, just a stunt? Do you think this publicity stunt? I don't because it, it, like Trump, to me, like he's he's a person that likes to pretend to be powerful. Uh, like he's always one one to try and be the strong man. So he'll try and do things like that. And looking at this this uh, helicopter waiting to take him to the hospital mm -hmm. on right now, he don't look strong. You would control that narrative as somebody who's in power. That's what Trump should be doing right now. Mm -hmm. But he ain't controlling that. It's like there ain't been no press conference about this. Uh, it's yeah. been stuff. Uh, like in passing, it's things people have found out and stuff like that. So he ain't controlling this. I see what people think. He lies so much, so it's hard to believe anything that comes out. Right, but, like I said. And now they're talking about he's going to have to go into the hospital and stay overnight for a few days. So so that's the story right now is that he will be working from Walter Reed Medical Center. Oh, the, uh, the airport is oh, the helicopter's taking him away right now. Yep, the I see that. Yep. So he's going to uh, Walter Reed Medical Center. Um, but they didn't say it's for an overnight stay. They didn't say it's for uh, testing. They said he's going overnight. Um, so he plans to be working, working there. Mm. But I think we ain't heard from Trump all day. You got one of the well, another big ass story about his presidency coming out. And normally, like he'll be on Twitter. Mm -hmm. he'll, like, he'll be doing something to be mm -hmm. like, oh, no, no. But the fact that we ain't seen him all day. Yeah. Man, been out all day he ain't tweeted all day right he well he did tweet that he did have covid that was the only thing he did yeah mm -hmm. like, he went the whole day almost 24 mm -hmm. hours without tweeting that mm -hmm. ain't normal yeah and, I, and yeah and i do want to point out too that i yeah, like and now aches and pains and stuff trying to get through this realizing damn i should have wore a mask that's that's yeah. what he's doing pretty much pretty much and it's karma it's karma but I definitely don't. But just like you said, I don't want him to die. And I, I it's just like with Joe Biden, too. I like that Joe Biden gave him well wishes, because once again, that's the kind of like person that Joe Biden is just someone that's going to just stand up for what's right. And he sees that, you know, Trump is going through the situation and he sent his well wishes. Now, had it been the other way around, Trump probably would have taken a jab. He would have said something ridiculous, by the way, like he like when he went in on Joe Biden's son during the debate, I was thinking like, where the where where is this coming from? Like I just felt like really Trump is he's just he's just out of control, man. You know, but Biden being the stand-up person that he is and taking the high road and never going low, he said, you know what? I, I wish him the best. You know, had it been Trump, Trump would have said, Oh, I hope he dies, you know, because that's how Trump is. Had it been me. <laughs> I know I'm Christian and saved, <laughs> but the moment you talk about my dead son, sure, I would, I would, at the debate, for real, I'm talking about my dead son and you trying to make jokes. Yeah. Like that, that debate would have ended right there. I, I applaud Joe for having the patience to even deal Absolutely. with it. Now, I can't believe you. No, yeah. I can't believe that you have any sort of sincerity in your heart. Right. Like, we good Christians. We're going to do the right thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I think I think he lost a lot of potential voters with that, too. Okay. I yeah. think, you know, especially like they were saying, like with women and older people, like people that probably supported him. Even like I saw some comments like online and people, they were like, you know, we really weren't, you know, supporting Joe Biden. But for Trump to take a low blow like that, it really it made a lot of people wake up.
Yeah. So we lost a lot of people with that right there. Well, we still have a lot of stuff going on. Make sure that you come in, in the section. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, still on Trump, there was an, inter an internal document that showed this past week that Trump's officials were actually told to make comments sympathetic to Kyle Rittenhouse. Now, that's a teenager charged with, fatal with fatally shooting two protesters in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Now, the talking posts note that he took a rifle to the scene of the rioting to help defend small business owners. Also, the document instructs officials that if they are ever asked about Rittenhouse to say that Rittenhouse is just like everyone else in America, guilty, I'm sorry, innocent until proven guilty and deserves a fair trial based on all the facts, not just the ones that support a certain narrative. Now, Trump has expressed sympathy to uh, Cal Rittenhouse, saying that he was trying to get away from protesters. These are the protesters that he fatally shot. Yeah. To me, you are the aggressor. You came yeah. to a city you don't live in, to a business that you don't own, um, to defend property that has no relation to you. I don't know. It's the craziest thing is that like mm -hmm. this dude actually he killed people who wasn't doing nothing. People he right. killed two people and and shot a third person. So and Trump and Trump supported him just like he supported the people in um, when the uh, what was that thing that went down? He supported. Oh, I forgot. It just slipped my mind. Said. In Virginia, oh Charlottesville, Charlottesville, in Charlottesville, Virginia, he 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 supported them, you know, but like never, he still has not given any kind of support, condolences for Breonna Taylor, yeah. George Floyd, but yet and still you support these people that are really doing hate crimes. Yeah, straight up hate crimes, and then too the funny thing, there's a Christian group that has raised over half a million dollars. I think it's up to $600,000 that they've raised for Kyle Rittenhouse uh, and his legal defense. I don't see how you're actually supporting a murderer. That I mean, that's the kind, that's the kind of country that we're living in right now. You're supporting a murderer. Christians. Christians. Boy. I'm say something about, now, I'm not a biblical scholar. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> right. But I do know it's something in the Bible about killing people. Okay. Man, I got, I got to keep moving on this set. We got a lot of stuff that we need to talk about. The four ex-cops who killed George Floyd are asking for a change of venue for their trial, saying that the crowd of protesters outside the courthouse are terrorizing them. You think? <laughs> One of the ex-officers was jumped when he left the courthouse. So now all the officers want a change of venue. They also believe that they won't get a fair trial because the jury will be swayed by outside protesters. We got video and we saw what you did. It, like, it, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, it was yeah. nine minutes of video. We already know what you did. We don't like, like, it's, like yeah. it's there. Like the it's it's in the video. So like, and, and it trips me out. Like even like how news, you know, news stations have to say like even like with Cal Rittenhouse. Cal Rittenhouse allegedly shot these people. Allegedly, shit, we saw it on video. It was caught on video. What you talking about? Allegedly, just like with George Floyd, the these officers that allegedly killed him. We can't put allegedly in front of that. They did. We saw it on video. So it oh, is what right. it is. It, it is what it is. And, and, and for them, you know, getting all scared and everything, once again, is karma. I'm going to be talking about karma all day today, too, within the show. Uh, speaking of George Floyd, let's move on to another Black Lives Matter situation. Breonna Taylor, here's an update for you. Kentucky General 
um, Daniel Cameron, he's under a lot of scrutiny right now, and he should be. After it was announced that the grand jury decided not to charge any police officers with a crime for the killing of Breonna Taylor. Well, this week, he actually admitted that he never recommended the grand jury to, in, uh, to indict either of the two officers in the killing of Breonna Taylor. Now, uh, Cameron also said that he told the grand jury that the single witness who says that he heard the police announce themselves before the raid actually changed his story. Now, this came out Monday after one of the jurors in court actually filed a motion to make transcripts of the grand jury come out in public. Now, if this is true right here, and I'm sure it is, this would actually contradict Cameron's claims that the jury was unanimous that Brianna's death was legally justified. And, you know, I've said this from day one. I really I felt like it's just something really shady going on behind the scenes. Clearly, he's a Trump supporter. Um, he's in Trump's. Trump is probably in his ear on some stuff. And, you know, we all know what happened. All these people, there were 12 witnesses actually said that actually heard the knots on the door, but said that the police didn't identify themselves. So just imagine if it's after 12 o'clock and police are banging at your door and, 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 and just somebody's banging at your door and you don't even know it's a police and they kick in the door and stuff, you're going to run out and shoot too, right? Straight up. Especially if you're not announcing. And it's funny, this is uh, just a little video of his first. I'm not going to play the sound. Um, Please it's don't. It's not, I can't stand it. <laughs> but uh, see the very first person that he runs to uh, when he's in trouble. See the Chiron that they put on there? MSNBC guest says Kentucky AG is skin folk, not kin folk. So he run to the white folk to tell tell them, all oh, the black folk all here talking about me and saying that I'm not black, saying that I'm a race traitor. So you run to them instead of trying to fix it with your people. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah you mm -hmm. lied about it. You said that you that the grand jury came back with this. You told him mm -hmm. indictment wasn't even on the table. Mm -hmm. You black man. He's definitely a sellout and nobody's feeling him. But I still believe, I firmly believe that the truth is eventually going to come out. We talked about this before. I really want to see justice for Breonna Taylor. I just feel like she wasn't given a fair deal. And what's going on right now, it'll eventually come to light. Yeah. No, it's, it's eventually going to happen. All right. Uh, leave your comments with the Everybody Mad Live podcast. Let us know your thoughts on the show. If you want to comment on any of the topics, let us know what's up. Now, audio of a Louisiana state trooper implicated in a black man death came out this week. It just surfaced, and you all will not believe what this state trooper said about killing this black man right here. That was state trooper Chris Hollingsworth. That was him actually recalling the day that he killed a black man by the name of Ronald Green in Louisiana. This went down back in May of last year. Now, initially, the state troopers, it was a group of them, they actually all lied and said that Ronald's death was called was caused by a car crash at the end of a pursuit. Well, now the case is uh, actually being subject to a federal rights investigation. Now, an attorney for Ronald's family is now calling on authorities to release the full body cam footage of Green's interaction with the state troopers. Now, as for the trooper that bragged about taking a human life, guess what? He actually died last week in a car oh, accident. No. He actually died last week in a car accident. He was actually one of six state troopers put on leave actually a month um, 
And actually, uh, they were actually put on leave last month wow. after this whole investigation. And his fatal car crash actually went down hours after he found out that he was being suspended. Wow. Once again, karma. <laughs> Wow. I, don't to say. I mean, it's just karma. It's, it's it's unfortunate, but yo, you lie. You 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 actually you were bragging. You were caught on 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 tape bragging about killing someone. Yeah, and and look what happens now. Yeah, you deserve what you get. You got to be held accountable, and you you at the end before you leave, you, you're going to be dealt with. Yeah. Hmm. I let God handle the vengeance. I'll never say anything bad about people and, and like what I do. I'll never wish anything on them because God's wrath is way worse than anything that I can ever think about. So Preach. I, I, mm -mm. Preach. There it is. Deacon said lover. Yo, did you see this video of the black woman arrested in uh, Aurora, Colorado? Uh, no, I didn't. Said this is crazy. Um, This was actually, this happened. A police officer actually arrested this black woman in Colorado. The woman was actually cuffed, hogtied, and thrown in the police car, okay? Now, she actually rode upside down, begging for help for 20 minutes as she feared for her life. She feared that, you know, like she was in the car hogtied and she fell down, like, on the, on the floor of this, and, and her neck was bent over, and she was like, yo, I'm about to die. I'm about to die now. This 28-year-old, her name is uh, Shatilin Kelly. She was arrested on August 27, 2019, on charges resulting from a fight. Now, Aurora Police Department released the footage because the officer that hogtied her was fired in February over the incident, and he's appealing his termination. Now, all criminal charges against the woman, they've been dropped. The incident actually occurred just three days after the Elijah McLean incident in Aurora on August 24th. Isn't that ironic? Um, this is the guy who was allegedly placed in a chokehold. And see there, I have allegedly right here because that's what it says, but it was on video. He was actually placed in a chokehold by police and sedated by paramedics and died. But when she, she's hogtied and when she falls back, you know, like, and she's, you know, her neck is on the floor. She's like crying for her life right there. Like that's crazy. Yeah. She's, she's literally upside down and they don't care. They don't even care. And all her weight. <laughs> yeah. All her weight is on her neck and head. That's crazy. Man, I tell you. I can't even watch some more. That's and that's that's Aurora. They routinely do certain things like that. And and that's the frustration that, that I have is that it keeps happening. And in normal situations, if a police department is continuing to do things like that, that's where the Justice Department steps in. The Federal Justice Department puts in a consent decree and then mm -hmm. they have people actually watching them because clearly y'all ain't got leaders that's going to keep y'all from doing the stuff that y'all need to be doing. And Aurora is one of the worst. You always hear something bad happening with black people in Aurora, uh, Colorado. And yeah. it's like we don't have a justice department. We don't have methods in place that can go in right now because it's Trump's people going to go in and make sure they stop doing what they're doing. Mm -mm. See, and that's the problem. That's the problem. That's why everybody needs to get out and vote. Get out and vote. Get out and vote. Now, I got more fool shit to tell you about. Michigan's attorney general actually filed a felony charge Thursday against two far right activists who allegedly coordinated a series of racist robot calls that discourages voters in Detroit, the majority of them black, from voting in the November election. Now, the robocalls actually came from a non-existent group uh, called the 
1599 project and falsely warned recipients that voting by mail would result in um, their private information being like just put out all over the internet and stuff and said, you actually told me about this right here. I'm like, wow, has it really come to this? Has it really come to this? Yeah, yeah, they they cheat because they realize, and and if part of the story too is it's not just in Detroit, it's also happening in other state uh, states. It happened in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope, that's one of the other states that's important. It, it happened in um, New York as, as well. So it happened in a lot of predominantly black cities, and it's a scare tactic. They're trying to say if you use your vote right to vote, other things are about to happen to you. They're going to be looking out for you for your back child support or your back taxes or whatever else. Um, so they've used that scare tactic for the longest. And they know that a lot of black people don't want a lot of dealings with government. Republicans know that they really can't win. So they can't win. And so they're pulling out all stops. They're pulling out all stops. And once again, this is what is known as voter suppression. That's all it is. That's why you have to vote by any means necessary. It's so important. Uh, case in point, there's another story right now in Texas. Uh, just like I said, just mentioned all these uh, states that are, you know, it's just some crazy stuff that's going on. But uh, the Texas, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, issued a new proclamation allowing only one mail ballot drop off location per county in the in the biggest state in the country. Texas is huge. Texas is huge. It is. And and this is and this is what they're doing. And he's a Republican. Do you see what's going on? And then I'm just like, why isn't anyone saying anything about this? I mean, like, is is it can no one stop him just because he's the governor? I just don't understand why no one is being held accountable for their actions anymore. You really can't. It is, and that's just what that's just really what it is. A lot of these cases, uh, they don't have people who are going to stand up to them. In Greg Abbott's case um, in Texas, he's a governor. Uh, he also has a Republican who's the attorney general. He also has a um, uh, mostly Republican uh, legislator. So when he does that, he ain't got nobody looking like us that's going to say, no, nah, dude, you can't do that. So yeah. that's why a lot of times they can do things without recourse because there's nobody in there to uh, to prevent them from doing it. So they do it. There's no consequence. So that's why we say you can't just be focused on that presidential election because you got bad people at all levels of government who will take your right away to vote and your right away to be in charge. Because in all honesty, we, we always forget they work for us. Yeah, they work for us, but yeah. we always treat them like, oh, you have the total power. You have the total power in this position, but we have the power as the people. And we just we don't know that or we don't act like we know. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for anybody out there talking about they're not going to vote, this is why you need to. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, Amazon. They actually dropped some alarming news this week that 20,000 employees caught COVID-19. Now, Amazon says that it's currently conducting thousands of COVID tests daily. This news comes months after Amazon was actually accused of overworking employees who said that they don't feel safe from the virus. Now, remember that they wouldn't release how many of their workers had been infected a while ago. So it's just interesting that all of this news is coming out with Amazon uh, right now. So, I mean, I would I would be concerned, too, if I work with Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would be concerned, too. And realistically, those big, I know their warehouses, but they're still indoors. Yeah. And still got a whole lot of people circulating inside of those buildings. So it's tough. It's mm. tough. As we see the, like the president got it and he get tested every day. He stay away from people for the most part. He got the best doctors still got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And his wife has it too. 
Leave your comments on the Everybody Mad podcast. Let us know your thoughts on the show. It's time to switch gears and talk entertainment. Man, let me tell you, first of all, I got to say, I love me some Lisa Ray. Always love Lisa Ray. Diamond from the Players Club. Her yeah. sister, the brat, too. Now, everybody knows that the brat just recently uh, came out as gay. It wasn't really like she came out because pretty much we all knew what was up. But, you know, everybody's real happy for Brad. She's engaged to Big Booty Judy, um, who is a um, she's a millionaire. She has like all of these hair products and stuff like that. Well, anyway, Lisa Ray gave her sister, the brat, the business after the brat showed up and surprised Lisa Ray on her show Cocktail Queens, which airs on Fox Soul. And um, I'm I, I, I'm feeling Lisa Ray and, and you know, what she said. But I also understand Brett's position too. I'm gonna let said play the, the, the B roll and let you all check it out. I want to just hear it from the blogs and from the interviews of people asking me questions, and I didn't know what to say because I didn't hear it from you, and I got to see it someplace else, and so I'm hurt. That's what I am. It's all love, though, Mama. Y'all can talk about it, you know, now. It's all good. But I think that y'all should like, you know, pick up the phone and holler at each other. Don't let no yeah, more time pass. That's a month. Okay, well, baby, try again. <laughs> you know what? I think y'all I'm, need. I'm in the waiting. I'm in the waiting zone. So I'll wait. I'll wait. I'm cool. See, that's what I'm talking about right there. It's all good, girl. You know how. What's she that? Y'all talk. What's that? You're not in like the waiting zone. Why well, I'm not? Lisa raised the big sister, right? Oh, don't ruin your birthday, L. Ray. Come on. No, 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 because everything else is playing out. You know what I mean? Via Instagram, via blogs, via all of that. Because what I'm <laughs> finding out is all through that way. I'm not finding out nothing and shit personally. So I, I guess my place is not what I thought it was. That's so not true. Place. That's not true. So they haven't talked in several months, right? Way, I think that, right. You know, just putting my two. Cents I'm gonna uh, fast fans forward fans it uh, to to when she snaps. Same page. Fuck it. Sometimes you just have to have hard conversations. And that's exactly what I said, Selena. Fuck it. Fuck it. Exactly yeah. what I meant. Fuck it. Whatever it is, whatever it is, work it out. They will work it out. I got shit going on in my life, and y'all got shit. She got shit, and we got to do our shit. And so, hey, whenever you come back around, that's when you accept the shit and you keep it moving. <laughs> so, thank you. I'll be back is what I'm saying. Because I got shit going on, too. And I get that. But when I had shit going on, Ooh, she I shared it with every fucking body. Mm. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, when you got shit going on and you're happy, that's a happy time in your life that you just want to share with the people that you love. But I got to hear it from the blog. I got mm. to hear it from the radio station. That's, that's, I got to hear it on Ricky Smiley. I got to hear it from everybody else. So I called our auntie and was like, yo, what's up? What's happening? She going to call you. Oh, okay. When? Mm. Wow. So, right. So, so, so basically what happened was the brat hadn't spoken to Lisa Ray in months, no. maybe even a year. And, and so Lisa Ray finds out, okay, not only is my sister um, engaged, but she's, you know, coming out and engaged to a woman and everything like that. And she felt some kind of way. And so for then, I think the brat was just kind of saying, okay, you know, I still love you. I'm going to be on your show. And granted, you know, I, I watched the interview too with uh, the brat and Candy and the brat kind of explained, you know, her whole uh, thought press 
process behind not really coming out because of her grandmother and she's always been a private person. So maybe it was just hard for her to, you know, I don't know. I, I, I was about to say talk to her sister, but her sister knew all this all along too. So right. yeah, her, her sister has the right to feel some kind of way. From the brat's perspective, um, Lisa Ray ain't gay. The brat is gay, so I I don't I don't know what the brat needs to go through in order to to get to the level to where she's comfortable going. Because like for years, we've all known that the like the brat was gay, but like. Nothing was ever said. Nothing was ever brought up or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So, like, clearly she had some issues with dealing with it. So, like, why is Lisa Ray mad? Like, this this lady done had some troubles all her life, clearly, with, with exposing this part of her life. So, I but, don't know. I see it both ways, I guess. Yeah. Well, at first, I, I thought about it. I kind of saw it both ways, too. But then, again, like, you, we just heard Lisa Ray say that they've always had conversations about this. So, yeah. Lisa Ray knew about the brat. It wasn't a secret. Now, her grandmother the grandmother didn't know and yeah. so brad had issues with that and right. so brad is coming out now because she's happy also she said because her grandmother passed and she right. felt a little bit more comfortable she said because even if her grandmother was alive to this day she probably wouldn't have done it because right. her grandmother would have had a fit so that's yeah. kind of the whole dynamic and, and that happens with uh, a lot of lgbtq people too where that's why they don't come out because of what family members might say i i guess too the other thing that's brought in it with is now we have social media. So social media adds another element to it and, and puts things that we may not necessarily think about and that sort of thing because family, yeah. like family is, is always important and you have to be able to uh, make sure that you maintain those relationships and don't allow social media to begin to take the place of a lot of those relationships. Families, family is definitely important. Mm -hmm. um, so important that I got some family on the line uh, right now. We are celebrating uh, Black no, I'm, I'm sorry. Breast Cancer Awareness Month, mm -hmm. uh, as in October is with every October. That's why you see all the pink everywhere. We're pink, pink. I've got some pink on and that sort of thing. But, but I didn't get the memo. <laughs> I, I, I told you, I didn't know I was going to wear the shirt. I just saw the shirt. Mm. <laughs> but uh, black women uh, are more likely uh, even though we've evened out the uh, curve a little bit as far as breast cancer, black women are still more likely to die uh, from breast cancer. And uh, now we know that uh, black women uh, are susceptible at younger ages and that sort of thing, two times the rate higher than uh, white women. So breast cancer is something that's very important to our community, something that's important to my family because it actually hit my family um, with a couple uh, of uh, people who are close to me. And we have one on the line right now. She's actually technically my cousin. Um, her dad is my uh, mom's older brother. So we're technically cousins or whatever, but she's a uh, breast cancer survivor. We grew up together, Kenya. We uh, grew up in South Carolina. So like, you know how we do, like we cousins, but like we grew up together. We lived together uh, for a little piece and and she was babysitting me when I was younger. So like she mm -hmm. like my cousin technically, but she my auntie, mama, sister, big sister. She's like your sister. All, right. right. All that, all that, all mm -hmm. that. So uh, let's welcome to the show, uh, Brenda Scott, well, breast cancer survivor, Brenda Scott Knight. What's going on? Hold on, I can't see you. And Brenda. Hold on. Boom. What up, boo? Can, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I think yep. you might be muted because I can't hear you. I hear you now. Uh, can you yep. hear me now? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Okay. <laughs> yeah. How's it going, Brenda? How you doing? Doing good. Okay, perfect. So we'll roll on. So I wanted to, well, uh, uh, breast cancer awareness, we want to, um, 
just quickly uh, shout you out uh, as a survivor uh, and give some women some hope because uh, this is this is uh, something that um, I, I know initially once you first got the diagnosis, what's what's the immediate thing that hits you? <laughs> well, um, it, it, it hit me like a brick um, because I had no idea that it was coming my way. Um, I was do doing my yearly mammograms faithfully just like every woman should do, um, as well as some men, they, they're high risk for breast cancer as well. But um, I, I, I never went into denial. It just, when I was diagnosed, I was actually getting my hair done. <laughs> and I got that phone call, um, had gone through the, the testing and everything, and I got the phone call and, and my body just went numb. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Mm -hmm. So the doctor was like, well, you know, he t explained the, the stage that I was at, which was stage one. And he said, this is not life threatening. If you go through the treatments and you change your diet and change what you're doing in your whole demeanor, you know, first thing was changing your mind. You know, if, yeah. if you put on that, we call it the fight, yeah. the gloves, you're going to be just fine. So I got through that, uh, went through all my treatments, had surgery. Um, 10 rounds of radiation, been on um, this particular medication for seven years now. So I'm a seven year survivor. And mm -hmm. every day yep. is a mental battle, yeah. is a struggle, but you fight, you put on your gloves and you get up every day and you, you meet life as if, as if it is a gift from God. Because every day that I can wake up and I take a second breath, I take that first breath, I'm in embracing the grace of God that I've, I was able to survive it and live the next day. Mm, that's awesome. That's awesome, Brenda, because a lot of people say that that's really the mindset. If when you get the diagnosis, you have yeah. to have a positive mindset, because if you yes, don't, sir. you're more than likely to succumb to the cancer. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And we actually have um, two other family members that are going through the journey right mm. now. My sister was She's diagnosed for a second time around. And then we have another first cousin because we all share the same. Our, our parents are siblings and um, she had to do a surgery last week and she's actually going through some additional treatments after her, her healing. But we're all strong. We are all positive and we fight every day. So if I can encourage one person or one female or one male that has been just recently diagnosed, is, is to get your mindset right and to get your support system in place. Because without that strong support system, you don't know or you're, you're not going to be able to fight this alone. It is not a journey that you can fight by yourself. So you've got to have that support with you. Right. I don't want to take all your time, but I appreciate you. I love you so much. Um, thanks for coming on. But uh, let's leave it. Get my heart. Get my heart. <laughs> Let's lead to three with three things. What's uh, what's the top three things that they can do um, uh, right now? Early detection is Early probably detection really is strong. So get tested. What's what's some other things that they can do? I know diet is a consideration. That sort of thing. What are some recommendations? Research. There are so many different um, treatment options that are out there for you, um, but you got to research it. You got to trust. You know the doctors. They they went to school for a reason. So you got to trust them that they know that these treatment plans that they're coming up with may be the best for you because no two breast cancers are the same. Mm. Never, ever. 
where you get the same diagnosis that another person get. You could be a stage 1A or stage 1B, but you got to make sure that you do your research. And then the final thing is getting your mindset right and getting that support system in place so that when you start your, your treatments and you're going through your surgeries and chemo, radiation, or medication that you have to be on that may change how you're doing things, your support system is there. And they are going to push you every day. As we say, put your big girl draws on and get through it. You got to fight. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks awesome. for doing this. Thank you so much just for your, your tips and your words of encouragement. And we really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us today. All right. Thank you. Thank All you. Right, love you. Love you too. <laughs> Blessings. That was great, Sid. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so proud of her. She's um, um, one of my uh, personal heroes, uh, what uh, what she's been able to do because, um, and that's a good thing too. When Once she got it, like it, I think it hit the family like a brick of like, oh, damn. Like, mm -hmm. but she stayed strong about it. And then what's been important, and I learned it for me when I got a pre-diabetes diagnosis um, with, uh, with her. Um, well, that was back, uh, what, like in 2014? Wow. Uh, so she had gotten her cancer diagnosed. And a couple of years later, I, I, I got to the doctor and they told me about pre-diabetes. But I remember what she did. She didn't just stay staying. You you want to sit in and just be like, what was me? And like, what am I going to do or whatever? You got to fight. And that, and like the things that she did when she was fighting that, I did the same things. I applied it to the pre-diabetes and I was able to reverse it because I was able to research. I ate right. I did what I needed to do, started exercising more and things like that. Mm. So I was able to, to retrain my body to yeah. fight even harder against that. So like I so like I love what she was able to do uh, for herself and her condition, because not only was it able to help her now, she's going on eight years as a survivor, but mm -hmm. it helped me uh, to get through my condition. So it's just one of those great things is that you can get through it. You can get through it. And it's just so it's so interesting to me, like like Brenda doesn't even know who she touched with her story. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like she's able to like get on the show with us and there's no telling who she reached and touched today. So, you know, we just really appreciate her being on today. It was, yeah. that was great. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things uh, that that people want to keep in mind when they're dealing with uh, breast cancer and uh, any sort of cancer uh, in your recovery <clears throat> and some of those preventive things and things like that to get your body right. Uh, part of that is eating right. The other part is uh, regular exercise and doing sort of things like that. You want to make sure your body is moving and doing things. She's on a journey right now. She's been uh, I think it's about six or seven weeks straight. Every single day she's uh, on a treadmill or doing something like that. But mm. exercising and uh, getting your body moving, uh, that is uh, certainly a way that you can uh, help mitigate some of the issues going on right now. And I got actually a trainer. Um, he's my frat brother uh, really? right now. He's our next guest. And uh, okay. going to bring him on to let him know uh, what we can do. Not only is he going to help you out for uh, fighting cancer, but uh, obviously with our body, it's really a lifestyle. We're trying to uh, change our lifestyle. So I want to bring on the CEO and the founder of Rapture uh, Lifestyle Fitness and my frat brother. What's going on, Pudge? Hey, what's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? Pudge, what it do, brother? We good, man? Man, good to hear, man. I appreciate you guys taking time to speak with me and allowing me to come on you guys' show, man. Good. I appreciate it, man. I'm uh, so proud of uh, your journey and what you've been able to create. Let's set the scene. Let's tell everybody who you are because uh, you're a personal trainer, but like you were, um, it's football season. And, and and like a few years ago, you would have been doing a little bit something, something else. Uh, so give people a little bit of background on you. All right. So like I said, my name is Pudge Cotton. Uh, I'm from Chicago, Illinois. 
I came to Eastern Michigan on a full ride scholarship for football. I played football there for four years uh, while I was a defensive captain two years and I was a team captain my senior year. Uh, after college, I had a brief shot at the uh, NFL and um, it was an excellent experience for me. I got to really, I got to really kind of grow into myself. I got to really get a chance to compete against some of the uh, world's best athletes. But due to injury, uh, I wasn't able to like prolong a professional career. Uh, so really, I just took some years to really try to find myself. In the midst of me finding myself, I uh, actually got I got two DUIs in Michigan. And when I was locked up, incarcerated, I uh, had the vision to start a fitness company and to run the first ever jail fitness program. Uh, so once I got out of jail, I didn't want to go back. To, I didn't want to go to work for somebody uh, because of my record. Um, even regardless of my education and my degree in chemistry and me playing sports, that I still wasn't able to get a job that was sufficient enough to take care of myself. So I figured uh, the best way to provide for myself is to start doing personal training. And um, <clears throat> I've been doing personal training for about six months now. We have a total of eight employees. Um, we have trainers in California, Maryland, Chicago, Michigan. Um, and we're looking to continue to expand. So um, making a lifestyle change is what really helped me um, kind of grow and develop as a person and also to be able to help other people grow and develop as people. That's, That's awesome. Let me ask you something. A lot of people, they say that it's, it's not always about the exercise. It's also about the diet too. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, absolutely. I would say dieting is probably about 60% of the battle, 60, 70% of the battle. Um, you have people that work out regularly, but they don't eat well, or mm -hmm. you have people that like work out regularly, eat well, but their sleep isn't a priority or they don't sleep well. So mm -hmm. um, eating is very essential to like getting the results you want. Um, dieting is one of the things I've been trying to um, stay on top of. I've been working out my whole life, being a, a three sport athlete for most of my life. Um, but I never really had the nutritional piece um, to working out and what to eat and um, how often I should be hydrating, those kind of things. So I would say that's about 70% of the battle, what you eat, and then also uh, the exercise and the working out to stay active. And some people feel like you have to go to the gym to like stay in shape. You really don't have to. It's things you can do in the comfort of your home. Obviously, you know, we got YouTube, Instagram. You can work out anywhere now. So, but eating is essential. I was trying to take a peek into uh, your um, your facility to see if you got some folks working out to see how hard you're working because I got a uh, little thing. I've been uh, kind of plateauing right now. I'm on the, uh, Me too. like, like I'm, I'm right around a 200, 205. I kind of go up or down uh, uh, a couple of pounds. Uh, so I was plateauing at the beginning of the year before the pandemic at about 235, 240. So now okay. I'm plateauing around about 200, 205. So I'm better, but I want to get lower. So so I'm probably going to need your services to kind of help me uh, get past this little plateau. But I do need to kind of see what you be taking the people through. Like what you what you. What you <laughs> So that's a man. That's <laughs> that's a great question. I would say one of the great things about our fitness companies that one that we're a mobile fitness company. So we've been able to bridge the gap during COVID nineteen, where you know uh, when gyms were closed, we were able to go to people's houses, train at train at their homes. We were able to train people at our uh, home location, which we have uh, workout equipment and stuff set up in our garage. Um, but we make the workout specific to the individual. So said I wouldn't have you doing the same workout. I'm gonna have. Kenya doing Kenya, okay. you wouldn't be doing the same workout. I'm I'm training uh Eastern Michigan football player. I'm not gonna put you through the same workout. I'm gonna put a division one athlete, right? <laughs> so 
so most so most of my workouts are full body workouts because I've uh, learned in my experience that um, people get quicker results by hitting different multiple muscle groups each workout. Some people go to the gym and say I'm only doing you know chest and biceps, so I'm only doing triceps and back. Um, I hit the biceps, the triceps, the quads, the hamstrings, the calves. I hit the whole body, a lot of core movements. So um, all our workouts are very high intensity, I would say, but it's high intensity for that individual person. So my high intensity looks different than yours and yours and anybody yeah. else. So we cater to the specific person. We have people as old as 52 training with us, and we have people as young as eight years old training with us um, from all shapes and sizes. Nice, nice. Cool. So um, to close out, um, you have an event coming up uh, in a couple of Saturdays. We're going to marry some things and um, I'm going to bring my company out there to uh, be able to support with some uh, free products and things like that. You want to uh, talk a little bit about uh, what you got coming up? Yes, absolutely. So uh, twice a month starting this month, we're doing a, a Rapture late night workout party. And our point of coming up with this was the how can we create a fun environment, a positive environment, good music, good people. Um, be safe, practice, you know, uh, social distancing, but also like, uh, encourage a holistic lifestyle, you know, working out exercise. I think exercise can be associated with fun and not just drinking and fun or drugs and fun. So how can we bring, you know, uh, having a good time, good people, good vibes, um, and exercise into the same environment. And we plan on doing that with the, uh, late night workout party. So the late night workout party is October 10th. The second one is October 24th. 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. And we're holding that at Hungry Hustler Fitness Gym in Ypsilanti, Michigan. Um, like I said, we're doing that twice a month. We're going to have different themes. So the first night is general open to anybody. The second night is going to be Greeks only. Um, it could be NPAC or any other Greek uh, orgs. And then the next month, we're going to do a ladies night special. Um, so we're going to keep switching it up. Uh, we're going to have a throwback Thursday night, like an old school R&B kind of hip hop night. So we're going to make it really fun. And we're going to make working out like something to do, like cool to do. Nice. Nice. Dope, dope. Yeah. We're looking forward to being a part of that, but I appreciate you bro stopping by and I uh, definitely yeah. love you for uh, what you're doing. And obviously um, uh, I always say it takes, take, take somebody with a big heart to not only look out for yourself and um, obviously do what you need to do, but also to be able to look out for somebody else. So it's just phenomenal. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, with uh, your company and also shout out to uh, those folks you've been able to bring in and put them in a better life so, uh, solution. So I uh, definitely um, shout out to you, bro. And uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate it. it. Work with you and uh, partnering up with you. Yes, fellas. I appreciate you guys taking the time. Any other time I could be a part of the show, I would love to be able to come out and talk to you guys, network some more. But you guys are doing great things. You guys are doing great work. And I appreciate it. We appreciate yeah. you, man. Stay blessed. All right, guys. Maybe next time, like we'll have a group workout. Like we'll make Kenya workout, and we'll make. Uh... Mm -mm. No. Hey, Thanks, hey, look, I got, hey, look, I got five free <laughs> workouts for both of you guys, just to come test it out. If you don't like it, don't like it. But five free workouts. Black, it's hard for black folks to turn down free. Exactly. <laughs> right. now, 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 here's the thing. I don't mind doing the workout, but I'm not gonna do the workout live in front of everybody. That ain't gonna happen. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it, but, but, but I will do it behind the scenes. So we'll we'll get you on that pledge. Yeah, uh, Sid got my number. He got my information. Anytime to contact me. You guys got free workouts on us. There it is. Appreciate I you, bro. That's All right, fellas. Y'all have a blessed night. All, All right, right you too, man, bro. You too.
Everybody mad podcast going down. Yeah, say you ain't going to put me on blast like that. <laughs> but see, that's why I go to Planet Fitness because people, they don't do that at Planet Fitness, especially down here in Georgia, because it'd be a whole bunch of big folks in Planet Fitness. And they'd be sweating. We'd be, we'd be up in there. Folks be looking like bulls and stuff, be trying to get it. But, you know, every, but it's all about working out and, and just getting that oxygen in the blood. You know what I mean? And there's it's, it's about staying in shape. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's what it's all about. So I, I appreciate him coming on. We got a couple more stories before we wrap up today. Not even matter of fact, a few more stories. We got time set, or we we closing out, or what? I I got time. It's I got Friday. time too. Hey, it's Friday. Let's go ahead. By the way, everybody, this is actually going to be our last show on Friday. Everybody, Mad Podcast is moving to Thursdays at eight o'clock. That I did check the time. It is eight o'clock. Eight o'clock on Thursdays. Yeah, that's not good for you. Nah, you can go ahead and make it make it an executive decision. <laughs> go, ahead. <laughs> go ahead on. That's it's what we talked about. We did talk about. Go ahead. We did talk about that, but anyway, we'll we'll, we'll talk more behind the scenes on that. But anyway, nah, nah Thursday works. Yeah, Thursdays at eight o'clock. So make sure that you check us out. Yo, did you hear about your girl Tamron Hall? She's actually being sued for sixteen million dollars. I'm gonna say that one more time. Tamron Hall, talk show host, is being sued for $16 million after, get this, telling a mom on her show that she wouldn't want her own kid to hug the mom's unvaccinated son. Now, the woman's name is Janine D'Angelo. She's actually suing Tamron, claiming that she and her son were embarrassed by Tamron's word. Now, the CDC says that parents that choose not to vaccinate their kids should be prepared for the risks that come with that. One of those risks, parents with kids that are vaccinated, probably they're going to tell their kids to stay away from them, right? So, you know, this woman, I feel like, you know, there's people out there that's trying to get money and, and you know, get fame and all this kind of stuff, but you're trying to sue Tamron Hall for $16 million because she told the truth, really. So, so your embarrassment is worth $16 million? Right, and it's not even that serious, man. Yeah. And you know she's not going to get the money. She's definitely not going to get the money at all. And I know Tamron Hall and, you know, like all the people, because I think uh, the woman is actually suing ABC, too, because it ran on ABC. She ain't going to get the money. Tamron Hall, she told the truth. You know, like, if 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 if, if your child isn't vaccinated, I will something. Yeah, period. That's what it is. I mean, you run your household like you run mine, but, like, once... Our kids hug. Now you bring your child because we all know the kids. Kids are are disease factories, germ factories. Kids are always going to have stuff. That's why they tell kids, well, 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 parents that those vaccines are important because kids mm-hmm. carry things and they touch, touching everything and hands all alone. Everything. Yeah. Like, that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. In other news, Dr. Dre came out victorious in court this past week. The judge in his divorce case just rejected his ex-wife's Nicole request for almost $2 million a month in spousal support. And he actually rejected her claim that Dr. Dre should pay $5 million for a lawyer fees. So, you know, and even when, <laughs> when we were talking about this, and I know you said, I know last week you were like, yo, Kenya, we just got to stop on the, the Dr. Dre story. It's every week we talking about it. But like, really, you know, you, you're trying to get $2 million a month. A month. Not $200,000. Right. That, normally, that's what your your average wife right. of a celebrity is going to go. You know, she's going to say about $200,000, $300,000. That's still a lot of money because a lot. who's making that kind of money a year? But you right. want you want $2 million a month? Come on, man. 
And I don't care if Dr. Dre is worth, what is it, eight billion, eight billion dollars? Something like that. So that's definitely not happening. Uh, Tawanda Braxton, uh, we all know Tawanda Braxton from uh, the Braxton Family Values, uh, one of the sisters of uh, Tony Braxton, Tamar Braxton. Her family's actually tripping right now because the family, and it's kind of like the whole Lisa Ray situation, the family actually found out online through social media, through TMZ, that Tawanda's engaged to her dude. And the family's tripping like, well, damn, you know, you didn't want to pick up the phone. You didn't want to call. You didn't want to tell anybody. So I can understand why the family will probably be feeling some kind of way. You know, like, it's like, damn, you ain't that busy that you can't pick up the phone and call your own mom and your sisters and say, yo, I'm engaged. Not unless there might be a little tension. Yeah. That's the only thing I could figure out. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I guess from their standpoint, and and I guess this is the way I look at it a little bit different from the Lisa Ray and the the Brat situation, because it always seemed to me that Lisa Ray and the Brat, they were cool, but maybe their relationship was a little bit strained. Um, I don't think they necessarily grew up together, grew up together. I don't I don't know. But um these uh Braxton sisters, like we know they did, and they've always been very, very close. Um, a lot of mm-hmm. their projects. Um, musically uh, happened with each other uh, present. Obviously, they did the reality show together. So so that to me is a closer sister unit. Um, people who are uh, kind of sharing some things together, uh, they're a little bit, I don't know, to me, is they're a little bit closer than um, what I what I see. Uh, the Brad and uh, Lisa Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Are you watching the uh, Tamar uh, reality show, Get Your Life? Oh, I thought you were talking about the one where they, where they surprised somebody who messed up somebody's hair. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, that was on VH1. I didn't even watch that, but um, I started watching it. And for me, it's just, I don't know, it's just like kind of watching a therapy session. Like she's trying to unload a lot of baggage and it's a lot of crying. And, you know, Tamar is always over the top, doing too much anyway. And, you know, I just... I had to like clear it out of my DVR schedule. Like, <laughs> you know how like, you set a show and you want to see what it's all about, and then you watch maybe like one or two episodes. You're yeah. like, nah, I'm not really feeling it. You know, it's just like, okay, I'm sitting up here watching Tamar and she's crying and she ain't got no edges, and you know, it's just like she really don't have to, like like her forehead is all off. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's just like, and then she got the little head. It's just like this this a this a little edge work. Her edges is all the way, it's all the way back. She got, it. but but it's like, man, come on, Tavar. So anyway, I'm, I'm, yeah. but, <laughs> her sister had a bad week this week. Did uh, did you hear about Tony? What happened to Tony? Well, they drug. Her. She didn't have a bad week per se, personally, but they drug her through social media. For what? She uh, made a suggestion that she should be on one of the upcoming verses. Now, okay. It'd be nice to hear Tony Braxton, but um, she got drugged for who she suggested that she should be on Versus with. Oh, let me hear this. Because we've been talking about this, and I suggested Tony, too. Uh, she she suggested that she should be on Versus with either Mary J. Blige or Mariah Carey. Yeah. That's what I, I thought, too. Why is she getting dragged for that? I, 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 I That's what I said. That's what I suggested. I talked about this weeks ago. I said that Maybe she could go up against Mariah because they kind of have the whole they 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 do the power ballots, you know what I'm saying? Like they have hits, they have a nice 
body of work. And when you take away their singles and when you listen to their albums all the way through, they really have a, a great catalog of music, Mariah and Tony. However, I still feel like Mariah is still a lot stronger. You know what I mean? Um, I think that, you know, if Whitney Houston was alive, you would put Whitney and Mariah together. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and yeah. I yeah, so that's what I—that's how I see it, and I don't necessarily see Tony Braxton and Mary J. Blige because even though they do have uh, countless hits and a great body of work, Mary J. Blige is kind of like the queen of hip hop soul, and I feel like you know it's just a different vibe between Tony and Mary J. Blige, and so people are dragging her on social media for that. Yeah, yeah, like um, uh, Vanessa made a comment; she think. Um that Mariah could work too, but yeah, like apparently like people don't give, I don't know, like maybe it's black Twitter or maybe it's the folks who use Twitter. Maybe Tony ain't got enough fans on uh, Twitter uh, to be able to say it, but Twitter was dragging her for even suggesting that she's in the same category. And I think a lot of people get caught up in the verses. I guess they get caught up in like the, like the person versus person, but it's, I guess versus is really a bad word. It's really a showcase. Honestly, it's just 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 really a showcase. And a lot of times the music ain't exactly right. Um, like they're not exact matches. To me, I think people just just kind of look at verses um, as in like, oh, I, I have to have this exact match. I got to have a Brandy Monica type of uh, thing like their whole mm -hmm. career and their whole music life needs to parallel. Exactly. And if it don't, I'm a drag you, but my thing is like if you got enough songs and it's the right genre, verse roll with it, yeah, right. yeah. So, but but I did say I did initially say Mariah and Tony, so I would like to see it happen. I I, I don't understand why people, you know, like well, I see why people are hating, but no, nah, I, I think I think that Tony Tony doesn't really get the props that she deserves. Tony Braxton is a phenomenal singer like like and she has hits and tony used to be i mean she still is in my opinion just one of the greatest singers but sometimes i think that people just have like the mariah whitney you know what i'm saying but you got to put tony up there too because tony can blow you know what i'm saying tony can really blow right I think when so. you can understand what she's saying <laughs> Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> Shouts out to Nicki Minaj and her husband this past Wednesday. Nicki and her husband, Kenny Petty, welcomed a brand new baby into the world. No word yet on the sex and the name of the baby, but congratulations are definitely in, or, in, in uh, order for uh, Nicki Minaj. Uh, definitely happy for her. Um, and in sad news, uh, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend, man, this, when I heard the news, I didn't even believe it. Like one of my uh, friends told me about, it. I couldn't believe it, but, uh, their newborn baby died this week. And, you know, what's interesting about Chrissy Teigen said is that she's, uh, you know, the type of artist, well, she's the type of celebrity that will always, um, document everything on social media. She puts everything on social media. So when, you know, initially when she was, you know, rushed to the hospital and she was like, you know, I'm bleeding, she's tweeting this out and stuff like that. And she was keeping people updated. And even when, as far as, you know, posting the pictures of her and John Legend, you know, coddling the dead baby, it was so sad. Like I saw it, I was like, oh, wow. wow. You know, I just, it, it just really, Ooh, I just my prayers are definitely with John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. I know it's that's just I couldn't even imagine. You know, that's got to be hard. Yeah, that's got to be hard. You know, for for a woman to deal with that. You know, my mom went through a miscarriage when when I was you know a, a young person, and I know that 
really had a major effect on her life, you know, and I know something that she probably thought about all the time, you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't imagine. That's why I always give props to women because women are so strong. They go through so much, but um, that was just seeing her documented, which, you know, I've seen like a lot of people were saying on social media, like, well, damn, you know, why did she, you know, have to put that out there? But, you know, maybe it's because she's, you know, she's hurting and she's might be just trying to help other people too. But Chrissy Teigen posts, she posts, she shares everything. You know what I mean? She yeah. just shares everything. But yeah, you never know, know how it's going to help people. And, and yeah, it takes a lot of bravery to share parts of your life like that, I think. Yeah, definitely. And uh, the last story of the day, um, shout out to Rihanna. Her uh, uh, Savage Fenty X show is going to be airing tonight on on i just lost my place it's actually gonna be on amazon prime tonight it's actually on amazon prime right now so right after we log off you can uh jump on amazon check out uh rihanna's fashion show you know this fashion show is really big because if you think about it we're in a pandemic she's putting this on uh victoria's secret doesn't have a fashion show anymore which used to be really the biggest fashion show in the world now rihanna's just taking over with her uh savage x fenty brand and uh, you can expect to see uh bella hadid paris hilton um willow smith normani uh big sean bad money bag bad bunny and christian combs they're all going to be uh on the show so it should be pretty dope it should be pretty dope oh and lizzo lizzo's going to be on it too so you know i love lizzo so um shouts out to rihanna that's a wrap for the everybody mad live podcast that's dope we went a little long today but it was a lot going on i think and to yeah. start off with breaking news with what's happening with the president definitely um i'm praying for the president let me say that publicly uh for the people who think that i hate i i, I have people on my facebook all the time uh saying that you just hate you you have so much hate in your heart I, I, in my heart. I ain't got no hate in my heart because hate hate in my heart would mean that i'm not right with god and like you as much as i cuss and as much as i do other th- stuff mm-hmm. I have hate in my heart uh as another uh thing so um i am praying for the president's uh recovery because that it that would be a bad thing if something bad happens to the president in the middle of a election because there like there's all, already chaos and stuff going on with him in the election just think yeah. if something happens um like i can't imagine like the chaos that would happen because i've heard about uh what uh, what happened when bad things happened to presidents of obviously kennedy and uh when reagan got shot and things like that that wasn't a good time for the country so i'm i'm praying that he recovers and gets back to normal so we can beat him in november yeah exactly definitely our prayers are with the grand wizard don't forget you to leave um comments let us know what's going on with you on our facebook and instagram page holler at us throughout the week i am at kenya kabine one on facebook kenya kabine on instagram and twitter oh I, you did it without help <laughs> join us next week next week um october is not only breast cancer awareness month but it is also uh national domestic violence awareness month uh so while we uh acknowledge uh, what's happening with breast cancer awareness we're going to uh talk about uh some of the things that happen with domestic violence um as we have a guest on the show uh to talk a little bit about domestic violence and that sort of thing so we'll continue the conversation to educate your um brain and add some uh little something something else to you and have fun while we're doing it thanks for watching us on everybody mad the live podcast i love you 